Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom, shakalaka. Welcome to this week's edition of 48 Minutes, brought to you by 48minutes.com. And thank God it is finally here. It is the NBA Finals. <laughs> we made it. The we made it. Most anticipated finals for all the wrong reasons in NBA history. <laughs> if you are, for some reason or other, tuning into the pod for the first time, I am Tim Daniel, um, one of the co-co-co-co-co-hosts of the 40 Minutes Basketball Network. <laughs> Our crew, as always, my right-hand man, my partner in crime, the best man in my wedding, Mr. Yeah. Sean Mackey. Hello, Tim. How are you? I'm great. I'm fantastic. It's finals time, man. We're finally here. I know. We're like at the very end of a very too long journey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We all look long, tired. Long, strange trip. We, we all look tired. <laughs> yeah. We're definitely like, definitely got that Bill Murray Groundhog Day feeling going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And then, of course, if you listen to the Shock Callers, you know this voice. He normally introduces you with the classic yo, yo, yo. And I always love it because it gets me excited. This is my guy, my man, 100 grand, Ben Brown, the officiant of my wedding. I guess I'm going to keep those titles going. How are you, Yes, man? sir. Yes, sir. What's going on, gentlemen? It's finals time, man. It is finals What a time. long, strange trip it's been. And we are finally here talking NBA finals hoops, man. This is crazy. Yeah, I never thought we'd be talking about two NBA finals in less than a calendar year, but here we are. So, here we are. This yeah. is where we're at right now. We're in it now. We're in it. Yes, we're we're at the end game finally of this marathon of two seasons <laughs> of basketball, folks. Um, so we're going to try to touch on the finals. We're going to talk about our thoughts on the series, uh, give our predictions at the end of the show, um, and then we're going to kind of you know see what we're looking for from each team, what kind of jumps out to us, and so on and so forth. So I hope you all tune in. Enjoy the show. If you're live with us on Facebook, welcome. Uh, we love to have you. Um, so let's kind of go ahead and start from the beginning here, guys. Obviously, Ben, we talked last week. It was the night before the Suns clinched the Western uh-huh. Conference. And just they were just terrific the way they closed it out. They yep. found that killer instinct where they just took over the game and Chris Paul had 41 points in the in the clinching game where he was just incredible. Um, they really didn't even Booker was awesome and they didn't even need him that much in yeah. that game. Yeah. So the Suns, who we kind of thought once to let's say beat the Lakers, you know, you kind of looked at how things lined up and you thought, you know, the Clippers will give them trouble. I don't we, you know, that will be the team that gets in trouble. But you know, really, you kind of looked at their roster compared to everyone available. And as far as healthy too, you were like, that's probably the team that wins the West. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um you know, Phoenix closed it out in grand fashion. Um, it was cool to see Chris Paul finish the way he did, um, knowing that he is going to his first finals in 16 seasons. Um, it was cool to see him play the way that he did. Um, it was cool to see Devin Booker, um, you know, be the star that we've all wanted him to be, and he's going to be in his first finals. And gosh, man, the story of Monty Williams, dude, like, Terrific. Like him getting to the finals, all the trials and tribulations that he had to go through, um, not only just in basketball, but life in general, like to see him to be able to gather himself and, and compose a team and, and put them in the finals. James Jones, the executive of the year, puts this roster together after he's been to seven finals, which is crazy in itself that he's played in seven finals. But then he also constructs this roster. Played you lightly. Just, yeah, I mean, just the veterans, uh, right? <laughs> but, I mean, he constructs this roster of just veterans, you know, Chris Pauls, Bookers, DeAndre Aytons. I mean, it, it, the, the roster there is just so campaign. I mean, like, like guys, you know, you're just guys, you, you know, you don't think that would have an impact on uh, a season. And those guys just fit and gelled perfectly at the perfect time. Um, and, and, you know, to watch Chris Paul do what he did, um, in that final game, man, and to see his excitement and the joy. And, and, of course, he's all, you know, he's all, you know, banana boat buddies. You know, the only banana boat buddy that hasn't experienced that is Carmelo. But, you know, LeBron's been there. D-Wade, of course, has been there. 
all of his buddies have kind of had that limelight and been in that finals, man. And for him to get there and to, to be in that spot, dude, it, it was it was pretty incredible. Whether you love him or hate him, um, you know, he to see a guy play that well for so long and to finally get into the finals is pretty cool. I kind of always felt like, like, I love Chris Paul. I've always been a Chris mm-hmm. Paul guy. Um, I always felt like he was like that smart pro wrestling heel that like knew the rules and knew like the interesting, like, you know, like there was that game last year where he like got a technical foul at the end of the game because uh, he's like, his jersey's untucked and he got oh, like yeah. his team won and like yeah. always just knew the different like, like ways the in and outs, like kind of like, um, kind of had that like triple H heel thing going where like, yep. it was like, he just knew all the rules and how to like, how to like how to find get- the loopholes. <laughs> yeah. So you're like, yep. <laughs> I've always made you like Chris Paul. Um, but I think the really the biggest thing that really jumps out is like like you know you mentioned um, this is kind of a legacy pinpoint for him you know he mm-hmm. had been chasing this forever he had been so close so many times whether it be he gets hurt or like another player gets hurt that really like mm-hmm. is his bet you know um, I think that New Orleans team even I think they had a couple second round trips where they were in there and then you know, obviously we know about the Clippers and they're up three one on the Rockets and they lose he goes to Houston and they're up three two on the Warriors and he gets hurt. And yep. just, you know, everything that happens there. But this is finally, like, for him, I know that's going to be the big storyline. Giannis, too, obviously, which we'll get to that. But right. for Chris Paul, having this experience, having this moment, um, finally, it's such a, like a, such an awesome thing to see because I feel like if his career had gone, you know, if he had retired and not made the finals, yeah, I, I felt like I was comfortable to say I think he would be the greatest player to never won a title. Yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. Uh, I would put him up there with with uh, him and Barkley. Like Barkley to me is, I mean, one of the greatest guys to never get one. And I, I mean, I, not to slight Malone or Stock or anything like that, but to me, uh, watching Charles Barkley play and the way he played and the way he dominated, like to, for him to not have a title, him and Chris Paul would be one A and one B to me as far as if they don't win a title as being the greatest players not to win one. And the thing that's that's funny about Chris Paul is, you know, his whole career trajectory could have been completely changed had that that trade with the Lakers went through. Yeah. I look back yeah. at that. And yeah. I, and, and, and in a way, he was screwed there because mm-hmm. um, you throw him on that team and, you know, he could have won some titles, um, you know. So um, he's one of those guys who's been slighted year after year, whether it's been by an injury in the playoffs, whether it's, you know, just not being on the right team, like those Clippers teams that he was on, they just never had quite enough to get where they needed to go. Um, And, you know, to see him and Monty years later again together. Yeah, pretty cool. um, Doing it is really, really awesome. Um, So I'm really happy for Chris Paul. And the fact that he was, you know, he's still putting up, uh, you know, 41 points you know at his age and lebron is sitting at home yeah no he's not sitting at home no 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 he's at games because he's interrupting games being a being a dad he's being a dad just just watch espn and watch it every time he stands up and cheers for bronny they show a clip of him you look at that and it's it's just a really really cool experience and this is also just the Suns in general this is just a testament to a team that has some freshness under their legs. Uh, they went to the bubble last year. They won every game they played, yet they still went home. Uh, they had a decent, they had enough time to kind of gel as a team, yet were able to come back fresh the next season. You add Chris Paul to this team. Um, it's it's a younger team. Um, and in, the NBA Finals has always been about getting a little bit lucky. Um no matter what the circumstances, whether it's one team getting hurt or, you know, one thing going one way or the other, it, there's always a little bit of luck involved, but Phoenix uh, this year, they really just outlasted everybody. Not to say they weren't the best team of the season. They were fantastic this year. They were amazing uh, as were the Utah jazz uh, two teams that, you know, we, you know, I don't think any of us were like, yeah, these guys are going to, you know, finals contenders, you know, I mean, it's, it is what it is. So it's interesting to see them. I'm very excited to see them in here since their first time since 93, they don't have to go up against MJ this time. Um, They're going going against a a hobbled, uh, a hobbled former MVP. So um, who might not play at all for the series. So um, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. Yeah. So did you see actually today in the media day Booker was wearing a um, 93 yeah. Western conference champions t-shirt in the presser. Oh, I wow. saw that. I it saw was pretty that. cool. It was very nineties. Yeah. I dug it. 
Um, so these two teams have actually have another really interesting dynamic of basketball history to them. Uh, if anyone remembers, I mean, no, they don't, I shouldn't say remember because we all weren't even thought of yet. Um, but the 1969 coin flip of the NBA draft for the number one pick to take Lou Alcindor, the two teams were Milwaukee and Phoenix. Really? So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Holy cow. So just imagine if it lands on Phoenix, how much, how much history is different. Yeah. Oh yeah. You ain't lying about that. Yeah, because the Bucks won the title two years later. With yeah, with, they did. Yeah, an Oscar. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, it was you know, and they haven't you know, so pretty pretty awesome. It's pretty wild to say, but on the other end, like we mentioned, so there's the Bucks, um, who, you know, they, you know, they run through the first round. They play a seven game series at Brooklyn, where you know it looks like they're just going to get slaughtered the first couple of games, where they just look terrible, and then you kind of see you know Kyrie gets hurt. And, you know, they, they kind of outlast them that game seven with Durant hits the shots, go to overtime. And then Brooklyn is just like, is not very good. The second half mm-hmm. It's just pretty wild. Um, so after that, you kind of see, you know, they go to the Eastern conference finals and they play this Atlanta team who, you know, overperformed um, and they, you know, they win some games and they make it a series. And especially then you see Giannis get hurt and, you know, mm-hmm. Trey Young's hurt for them as well. So, um, you know, it's it's been survival of the fittest and you hate that you know we talked about it last week it's just like it's been playoffs hell just because of injuries but you know we always kind of felt like this bucks team was eventually going to make a finals uh we talked about this you know for years and then should have made it the last two years really exactly yeah exactly yep they had and 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 this year the year where they're the most hobbled and everything's totally weird and everything and you think they're going to be out several times they somehow were able to grit on and you know we were chanting fire coach bud a couple weeks back and here he is he's dragged this team to the finals i just throw your hands up you just don't ever know about this league sometime yeah you're right about that so looking at this team obviously you know when they got drew holiday in the offseason you knew they were going to certainly be better um you know PG, you know brooke lopez somehow in the eastern Conference finals was terrific he was awesome after not being so good in the Brooklyn series. Um, oh, man. yeah. Some so, boneheaded plays. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, he was so bad in that Brooklyn Like, he was awful. Yeah, but, you know, like, and we'll get, I know we're going to kind of like just kind of break it down from every angle just about, but, you know, obviously the big thing hanging over them is, will they have Giannis Antetokounmpo for the series? And the last we heard is there is a group of people who are watching him work out it's like privately behind closed doors to test his knee out. So obviously, you know, Giannis is a competitor. He wants to play. He knows what this means to his career and his legacy. Um, but, you know, it's great they made the finals and I'm stoked for them. I think every fan of the Milwaukee Bucks should enjoy this with or without them. Um, obviously, it's much better with. Um, but, you know, I feel like they're ceiling. They're getting a little bit too close to their ceiling. Now, maybe over it without Giannis Antetokounmpo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, Middleton was fantastic um, and has been fantastic. Um, the, the role players like P.J. Tucker have been great. Brooke Lopez actually had a really decent series, especially when Giannis went out. Um, you had big shots by Connaughton. Um, you had, you know, Drew Holiday, who played really, really well. Um, I, I like this Bucks roster. It'll be a struggle without Giannis. Um, and I don't think – I don't know. The way he fell, it just didn't look right. So, right. I, I don't know if they're going to have him for the series. Not, I, I will. I already respect him because I do think he's a tough guy. But if he is able to play, um, it's almost kind of like the Willis-Reed effect. Like, even if he comes in and just is able to be on the floor and do certain things, uh, I think it will help their, their, uh, their momentum and their spirit as far as playing against his son's team. But I'm going to be honest with you, and I'm not a guy that says, oh, well, they don't have to have Giannis on the floor, blah, blah, blah. But, like, it didn't look like offensively that it had a whole lot of effect on what they what they were able to do offensively to close out the, the Hawks. I mean, Middleton was able to hit shots. Lopez kind of actually played really well as far as post play um, and kind of controlling the middle. Um, like I said, you got big shots from Drew Holiday. You got big shots from – Connaughton, you've got Tucker. Um, I, I mean, I like their roster with or without Giannis, 
But man, to not have the the two time MVP on the floor, like that's that's a tough get. That's a tough get. But I do like their roster, and I do like the guys that they have there. We I can't say enough about Drew Holiday, dude. Like he's he's been so good for them um, as far as just securing uh, the top half of that defense. He's been so good for them in rotations. He's been so good for them on switches. He's been really good for them hitting shots, controlling the pace of the offense. Him and Middleton have done an excellent job to kind of close out the Hawks those last two games by controlling the pace of the offense and getting good shots at quality times, which they struggled with because it always became, give Giannis the ball and everybody move out of the way. And then Giannis would make a move and he'd miss or do whatever. So, I don't know. I, I like I like this Bucks team. I like this Bucks team a lot. So, Ben, what you're saying is – Eric Bledsoe wasn't the guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, correct. Eric Bledsoe was not the guy. All right. I, I just that, wanted to clarify. I saw the report yeah. that he's like pissed off that both teams made the finals. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, and he played for both teams. It's just funny. Like, that's, that's crazy. Well, not only um, that, you remember, he forced his way out of Phoenix, got a yep, coach fired in the yeah. process. Yeah. Like, yep. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think that. Drew Holiday and P.J. Tucker have both been really good pickups for them. Um, dude, I, I guess I never watched a whole lot of Rockets games. Like, I just never – but to watch P.J. Tucker to be able to go from guarding a point guard to a four, to switch off to a five, to be able to go back to a three. I mean, he was, you know, in that next series guarding the best player in the world every night. Yeah. Like, yeah. every night. Now, granted. You can't stop Kevin Durant. Like, there's just you just can't stop him. But I think he did a a well enough job in order for the other guys to be able to do things to be effective on the offensive side and the defensive side. So, PJ Tucker was a big gift for them. You know, it can stop Kevin Durant though. His toes. His toes. <laughs> yeah, His shoe size. His yeah. shoe size. His yeah, shoe can size. Stop that, that that was I, it. That I was agree. It. I agree with you, Ben. I feel like his defense on Kevin Durant, um, there were so many shots, especially in that final game. Um, he guarded him as tight as a person could without fouling somebody. Yep. I mean, he's, yep. his fingers were just inches away from the ball every time, just mm-hmm. playing him as tight as possible. I, I don't know how a guy who's four inches shorter and probably really like seven inches less long in general is able to uh, like he did the best possible way that he could with his his god-given size i agree and uh you know and it's funny because he did play the five a lot in houston you know so the fact that he's able to do that he really is the definition of a glue guy for a team like this Mm -hmm. i think he was a great get for them this year um and having him uh, being able to have Brooke Lopez when he's not acting like a dope out on the floor, right. <laughs> uh, which he does have those moments. The Lopez mm-hmm. brothers both do. Yes, um, they do. But, uh, you know, to be able to see him, to be able to perform like this, even if Giannis is not able to play in this series, um, I really do think that this constructed roster that they have together and one of the best defenses in basketball mm-hmm. will be able to, you know, give the Suns some headaches. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah, you guys also, I mean, you got to remember too, last year in the bubble, uh, in the playoffs, P.J. Tucker guarded Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, yeah he's yeah. he's all for like, he's all about those moments as far as like on that side of the ball. Because um, if you look at like the matchup, obviously, you know, the Bucks kind of switch a lot. But like, if you go by like starting five, you're like, Jay Crowder against P.J. Tucker. I was like, is this 94? Is this Horace Grant going against <laughs> Bill Wennington? <laughs> It is, man. <laughs> like the rest of it is very 2021. You're like, oh, Jim yeah. Holiday versus Chris Paul, Chris Middleton versus Devin Booker. And you're like, I'm sorry, what's that small forward matchup again? Like, got you it. Have, you have one of those, though. I mean, there's a, there's always a matchup like that where you look at it and you're like, huh, they're kind of the odd man out. Yeah. You know? so, like, oh, well, offensively, both teams will be playing four on four. So that's yes, good. Right. Yeah, I shouldn't exactly. say that. I mean, Jay Crowder's had some big shots in oh, his playoffs. Yeah. He's yeah. been really yeah. good. But, Another yeah. glue guy. Another, like, true NBA journeyman who's just, yeah. you know, just gives it his all every night. Somehow has been in back to back finals. Crazy, huh? Yep. You talk about a dude that needs an offseason. My God, that guy. Man. <laughs> Man. 
Yeah. He can't wait for Cabo to come, boy. I know. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I want to win the ring. So I yeah. saw he play, he's played in six career NBA Finals games because obviously last year he was on the Heat team that played the Lakers in the Finals. No one else from either team has played a single NBA Finals game. And and for the first time in what thirty years, no teammates of Shaquille O'Neal are in the NBA no Finals. Shaq, no sh- yeah, first time in thirty-seven years. Thirty-seven years. Okay, yep. so that's as that's as old as me. Yeah, yeah oh. crazy. That yeah. is nuts. This is wild. Um, so let's kind of look at some of the interesting dynamics for this team. I think when you look at uh, first off, betting odds are right now the Suns are minus one ninety favorites. The Bucks are getting a plus one sixty. Um, so that kind of shows you like they kind of really see the Suns with their depth. And obviously the big question of Giannis kind of is the favorable matchup here. And uh, we'll get to our predictions a little later in the show. But when I look at this series, I first kind of have to check out. So here is the days and times. So first game is if you're listening to this in the morning will be tonight uh, at 9 a.m. for game one on Tuesday the 6th. Thursday is game two, both those in Phoenix. They go to Milwaukee on Sunday. And they're in, and they're also there for and then the game four is Wednesday, and then if needed, game five is Saturday. Game six will be Tuesday. I hate the three days between. And game yeah. seven will be Friday. Would be uh, Thursday the twenty second. I think the draft is Friday the twenty third. Right. And <laughs> that's crazy. And Team USA, you know, Booker and Middleton are supposed to be on Team USA. I think their first game is the 26 as far as like reach the region that they're the regional wow. so it's like i kind of wonder if this series goes six games or so if this series goes six or seven games which very well i mean if you look Absolutely. at how these teams are lined up like i don't know if booker and middleton go to uh, yeah i don't I, think they do what i, I mean i can't it, imagine they would yeah i don't think they would yeah like, i don't think they would sun sweep buck sweep yeah they probably take the time to go over yeah. but like anything over five I don't, i'm thinking they're probably like Oh, that's a lot. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Also, here's the thing with how the how the rosters built the Olympics. They don't even need those guys. No, they don't. No, no. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna run they through everybody. Yeah, they don't need those guys. Yeah, Canada looks pretty good, but every time I watch them, like in these like regional games, they always lose in the last minute. Yeah. Well, anytime I hear the words Maple Jordan, I'm like, man, okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pass. <laughs> All right, so let's kind of just gonna go real quick. Let's look at uh, so if you look at kind of what's going on with Phoenix, I do think they're the deeper team, and that's with or without Giannis. Uh, if you look at the guys from their bench who've really performed these past few weeks, let's look. Let's go back to even you know when they clinched last. Uh, what was it Wednesday? Did they last clinch? Wednesday? Yeah. So you know you look at Tory Craig's played a lot of minutes. Campaign Darius Saric. Uh, Torrey Craig played 30 minutes in that Clippers game. Granted, they were up 27. Um, and by the way, Paul George, get the hell out of LA, buddy, because you were terrific and you got Man. nothing from your team. I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna mention something like, like, and and I, you know, I can't say that I haven't done it before, but gosh, he was freaking terrific. In he was the, awesome. I mean, not only just in the series, but in the playoff, like he was terrific. He was absolutely terrific. Yeah, he was fantastic. Um, you know, you think, that, go ahead, John. Go ahead. You think he's gone now after this year? Um, is this my hot take? If I said if I had to pick between yeah, the two, go, I'd, pro- throw I'd probably it trade at us. Kawhi. Throw it at us. I think I'd trade Kawhi because at least I know Paul George is going to like be healthy enough to play. <laughs> I like you it. You know what, Tim? Uh, you know what? After those reports came out about him, like, they were mad about him being in the box, not being on the sideline. Like I could, I could see them trading him somewhere. Like I, I, I think they saw enough from Paul George to be like, yeah, we're good, we're good. Like, yeah, like we'll be fine without Kawhi. And truth be told, I, I don't know how much those guys even enjoy being with Kawhi. So I, I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't know. So I could definitely see them being like, oh yeah, Kawhi's gone because I think Paul George has shown them enough. Yeah, this is, I mean, this was the greatest Clipper season ever. And their best player wasn't even there for like the last few games. Like he wasn't there yeah. for the playoffs. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know. Um, do I think if they had to pick between the two, they would pick Paul George? Probably not. Probably but, not. Um, yeah, I think that, you know, they were terrific. They were awesome. 
as far as Atlanta goes, I don't know. I mean, this isn't my like anti Trey Young talk. This is just me being realistic here. Like, uh, oh, okay. I don't, I don't know if they have like a recipe for success per se. Like, I don't know if they like just did things the right way or if they just ran into a uh, Knicks team who overperformed and a Ben Simmons who was just didn't have his head in the game. Uh-huh. And then, you know, obviously they lose to the Bucks. And um, I just, I don't know if I would really say that, like, there was, this is certainly a success. This is certainly great. I mean, uh-huh. Nate McMillan got a full time job because of it, as he should have. Uh-huh. But congrats yeah. to him. I don't, you know, when people do this whole, like this young team played really well, like, don't worry, they'll be back thing. Like, I don't know if they're like one of those teams where I'm like, oh yeah, they'll definitely be back. Like, I just yeah. don't know. I, I feel the exact same way as you, Tim, on that one. Like, I, and I'm, I feel like every series they won, I don't know, the, the Knicks and the Hawks series, I felt like that could have went either way because the Knicks had so much hype going into it, but everyone was like, oh, you know, the Hawks are the more, you know, experienced team, blah, 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 blah. But it was like, if they would have won or lost any of these series that they were in, I wouldn't have been surprised. Right. I wouldn't have been surprised. Yeah. And that and that is not a knock against Trey Young. He was incredible these playoffs, just absolutely incredible. But, and I say this about a lot of teams, but I feel like, well, Trey Young getting hurt was a problem. Um, that was obviously a big problem. But the biggest thing, I feel like they're one solid piece away, or maybe two. And yeah, I think one of those solid pieces, though, is getting DeAndre Hunter back. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, I think everything that they were able to construct this year and they they overachieved, you know, just as the Miami Heat overachieved last season. Yeah. Uh, same kind of situation. Yeah. Um, they were relentless. And um, I it was interesting to see how far they went, because I, I, I don't think any of us thought they were going to be as good as they ended up being. Um, but I, you know, I got to tip my hat off to them. They had a great NBA season. Not sure if they're ever going to get back there. Like you said, Tim, I said, you know, when they, oh, we'll be back, you know, you never know. And, uh, I feel like, you know, a team like that, it was perfectly constructed at the right time. Uh, a lot of factors had to happen for them to get to the conference finals this year and it didn't happen. So you never know. That could have been like their, you know, Trey Young's, best shot at an nba title right there but you never know yeah oh, yeah i would yeah i'd agree with that i i think that that hawks team just got hot at the right time um they caught a Knicks team that was coming off a high um and couldn't live up to the hype julius randall not not a knock on julius randall but did not have the best playoffs no he didn't. um you know those guys kind of underperformed i think the the spotlight got kind of shined on them and then they're like oh 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 it's hot this is real yeah. hot and they kind of they kind of went to a shell, um, you know. Of course, the Sixers that was that was a debacle, you know. Uh, Embiid's playing hurt. Ben Simmons is non-existent. Um, you know, I, you know they just caught a uh, they caught a Sixers team that was wounded um, and not playing well, you know. And you know they took advantage of it. Um, you know the Bucks team. I think the Bucks just finally realized, hey, we're better than them. And then they just went out and played. So I don't know if they make it back. Um, I do like, you know, of course they get uh, Hunter back. Um, Collins is a stud. Trey Young is 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 a stud. Um, you know, I don't know if Kevin Herter can put another season together like he did. Um, I like that kid know, though. I, like I do like him a lot. A lot. Oh, he's so I do good. like him a lot. So good. Um, you know, Lemon Pepper Lou. I mean, I, you know, he is what he is. Um, but I don't know if they can have – it's kind of like you said. You made a great point, Sean. I, it's kind of like the Heat. You're like, ooh, they got hot, and they were really good. And Jimmy Bell's like, we're going to be back next year. And then, you know, it just doesn't happen that way. You know, Tyler Hero falls off the face of the map, gets some IG model pregnant, um, and then they just kind of kind of fade. As Mike Tyson would say, fade to Bolivian. And, they be, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. It just doesn't work out that way. So Yeah, because I feel but, like yeah. – you know how like like twenty minutes after the finals, they always do that thing. It's like odds to win the twenty twenty two NBA championship. Yeah. So I feel like it's still going to say the Lakers and the Nets are going to be the favorites to win next year. I still Nets feel will like be that's, for sure. Yeah, I feel like that's still going to pop yeah. up. It's still like when we're going to like be yeah. sitting here like, okay, whatever. Um, yeah. Let me ask you guys this, because um, I know for us, no, we, we will watch it regardless because it's the NBA finals and it means something to us. Not just because it's podcast, but we're fans. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like since there is no major market, since there's no LeBron, there's no Kevin Durant, there's no Steph Curry, 
there's no James Harden, you know, so on and so forth. Well, there's Giannis, hopefully. Hopefully. Um, hopefully. And Chris Paul, you know. But do you feel like the fact that it's Phoenix and Milwaukee might hurt the NBA because it's not these major markets? Absolutely. 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 Go ahead, Sean. I know you said – we both said absolutely at the same time. <laughs> but, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I think I think the entire the entire playoffs has has probably struggled to retain viewers from from years previously because you do, you don't have Steph Curry in the fi- you don't have Steph Curry going this deep into the finals. Uh, LeBron James isn't there. Um, Kevin Durant is not there with uh, with James Harden. So it's like all of the favorites that were there to see. And I feel like Giannis is a star, an MVP, but I don't know if he has the popularity of Kevin Durant or LeBron James. Like he's not on that popularity level. Um, Which is wild to say with someone who has a signature sneaker. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, But he's not on a sexy team. Uh, He's on a grit and grind team. He always has been. Um, He's a grit and grind player. And he is a grit and grind player. I mean, he's Mm -hmm. someone who, who sometimes gets 40 points just driving to the basket. Um, Mm -hmm. He's not, he's not a shooter. Um, and he's, he's doing a lot of dirty work that a lot of the other players don't have to do. Um, I think if he comes back in the finals, um, I think some people will watch. Um, but I don't think it's quite as interesting without Giannis Antetokounmpo in the NBA finals. And, um, if he decides to come out and play great, that's great. But you, you don't want to have a Kevin Durant situation like, you know, where, you know, you're going to throw him out on the floor as a last ditch effort. I mean, he's, he just signed a five-year extension with the biggest contract, I think in NBA history. Yeah. Um, and this, and this is likely let's, I mean, let's just be honest, historically uh, stars have not stayed in, in non-NBA markets. And uh, this is probably the last I, I feel like this is probably the last contract that Giannis Antetokounmpo plays for the Milwaukee Bucks, regardless of any circumstance, whether if he wins a title or loses one, I yeah. think he'll move on after this. So this is Milwaukee's really their last chance. So it's, you know, if their doctors are saying, let's not play this guy, um, we can come back next year. We've got a really good team. Um, but then you also have to think about Brooklyn. Um, which is going to be extra scary next year, as long as they can stay healthy. And I know Kyrie Irving probably won't, but, or he'll take a personal day or something, but, (laughs) but I mean, you look at that, it's, it's, it's a really tough decision for, you know, uh, a team and a player to have to go out there, especially a hyperextended knee and the way that he, he bent that thing. Yeah. It didn't look Uh, good. It, it didn't look not, good. It didn't look good, and you you don't want him to go out there and and do something and have him gone for a year because in a year you can lose all the traction that yeah. you that that you you know made up over the last couple of years. So it's yeah. gonna be, I that's it, a really tough decision for Milwaukee for Giannis. All that. Yeah, I yeah I would agree with that. Um, you know, I think it the finals took a hit when you know Kevin Durant's toes were on the line. Um, if Kevin Durant makes it to the finals and you get James Harden, um, I don't know if Kyrie comes back or not, but if you have those three in the finals, there's a little bit more interest because uh, the betting odds were on them to start. Um, uh, Sean, that's a great point. Giannis is not, doesn't have that star power. Um, he's, I mean, MVP, I mean, everybody knows his name, but it's not, it's not a Durant. It's not a LeBron. It's not a Steph. You know, it's, it's not that kind of feel. So um, I do think that people will watch. I just don't think as many people will watch because I do think there are Chris Paul people out there that are cheering for him to, to win. There's a sentimental thing of, you know, he's been in the league 16 years. Um, I do think that, you know, uh, Devin Booker kind of has a little bit of star power. Um, but, you know, like we just mentioned, you're missing the big three, which are Durant, LeBron, and Steph. Yeah. Those guys are the are the ones that draw. They're the they're the house money, as it's called. You know what I mean? So not saying that this is going to be a bad series, not saying that there aren't stars, um, and they're gonna hype it. And it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be some great basketball. I just don't know if people will be excited to see it, you know, as far as the novel everyday run-of-the-mill sports fan is gonna sit down and watch it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. So let's talk about the games a little bit because obviously that's what we're here for, right? This is what Absolutely. you do. Um, as far as this idea, as far as like, I think I've seen, you know, 
questions have come across about Chris Paul. Like, well, it's great that he's finally playing in the finals. And there's this dumb narrative going around that people are like, is he going to be ready to play in the finals? And I'm like, have you guys seen this guy play for 16 years? Like, right. I have yeah. no doubt in my mind Chris Paul is not only going to be ready for the finals, but he's going to lay it all out there. He might get hurt. <laughs> he might get hurt in the finals game. <laughs> dropping 39, just giving everything he's got. I mean, he played yeah. for an injured hand in the conference finals. He had COVID, you yeah. know, to start the conference. Hurt shoulder. Game. Hurt shoulder, like in the Lakers series. And he yeah. still, like, went out there and did his thing. So, I just feel like with him, you know, he's obviously waited so long for this. And I think there's a part of him that understands, like, you know, Giannis is only in his like ninth or 10th year. He's going to have his moments. He's like, this is probably mine. This is, this might be it. So I just feel like Chris Paul is not one, not only going to um, not let the Suns lose, but I think he is going to ball out. I think he's going to be terrific. I agree. Yeah. I, I, I I agree with that. Um, Because I, I think that this is his shot. You know what I mean? On this stage, this arena, this is, when you make the NBA, this is what these are the moments that you live for, and being that it's been 16 years for him to get there, like it's it's his time. Now, I I'm very intrigued uh, with the Drew Holiday Chris Paul matchup uh, because I do think that Drew Holiday is one of the premier defenders um, at the point guard position, um, and on top of that, Drew Holiday is going to make Chris Paul guard. Yep, uh, because Drew Holiday can can make plays. Um, so can Chris Paul stay on the floor uh, and not pick up fouls, not, you know, uh, not wear himself out trying to play defense, not saying that he would, but I'm just saying Drew Holiday is not a walk in the park for him. So um, and the matchup is still the same, I believe, on, on the two-guard spot too with Middleton and Booker. I mean, those two guys are going to be going at each other, um, and, and I think Middleton is the better defender. Um, but Booker is the better offensive player. Um, but that matchup will, intrigues me as well. Um, I think the one that's going to be the matchup that, that everybody's going to – that the game I think is going to lean on um, is DeAndre Ayton versus whoever's guarding him um, in the low block, whether, you know, uh, whether it be P.J. Tucker, whether it be Lopez, whether it be whoever. Um, DeAndre Ayton has, has kind of come into his own. Um, where he's able to to make plays and make things in the post happen, um, I, I think that's a, a pivotal matchup for them. I think the negative for that is Brook Lopez is probably going to have to be on the floor a little bit longer than the Bucks probably want him to be, unless they have Giannis, um, and then Giannis can play down there on the five with Aiden, who he's athletic enough, and then you have a matchup issue because I don't think that Aiden can cover Giannis and open floor and things like that but no that's all different switches and things like that that, that'll play out throughout the series but I'm intrigued by the matchup um I like the Suns um you know I I think that Chris Paul's time is now um Devin Booker is going to be outstanding he gets a chance to rest his nose is going to heal up um he won't have to mess with that silly mask uh, and, and I you don't think, think he's that, gonna go full rip in the finals, just full O four rip full, in the full. finals. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think this Phoenix Suns team—they're just built different, you know what I mean? And uh, and like I said, I can't give enough credit to Monty Williams and how he has these guys believing that they're champions already. So um, yeah. I like the Suns. Um, if you're going coaching matchups, not saying that Coach Bud has done a bad job, but sometimes he falls into the um, lull of doing uh falling into the Giannis trap where he's like oh just give Giannis the ball and everything's cool uh if Giannis doesn't play um I think the Suns have better matchups on the floor um and I think the Suns are a deeper roster so uh, I, I like the Suns team a lot so looking back at the two matchups that they had earlier this season because I always like to look at it, even though it doesn't it doesn't matter at all. Um, they played twice this year, uh, once in February and once in April. Uh, the Suns won both times yeah. by a combined two points. Oh, wow. So they won by one point each time. Uh, the one, the last game that happened in April, they, they went into overtime. Uh, first game back in February, Giannis threw 47 points down on him and 11 rebounds. Um, 
without Giannis, um, it's going to be difficult. This is a team that uh, Phoenix was able to, to beat them both times. Like I said, by one point, everyone was healthy on, uh, on both of those, those, those contests. So um, you can't really tell what's going to happen right there. I will say that the Milwaukee Bucks um, have a little bit more playoff experience than the Suns. I mean, yeah. that's one, that's one thing about this, but sometimes that doesn't mean anything. And sometimes you just, you need fresh legs, man. And that is what the Phoenix Suns have. And uh, they're not, I, I feel like they're not sweating the way that other teams have, have sweat this year. They've uh, they've looked really good. They have good shooters. They have a, a good team. Like you said before, Ben, Aiton has been great. Not sure if he's going to be able to, you know, guard Giannis, uh, you know, coming up the floor and everything, but he's had a great season. Probably mm-hmm. in my opinion, probably the most underrated player of the year. Um, so looking at that, um, it, it's going to be, it's going to be fun both ways, but I, I really want to see Giannis on the floor just to, so we can get the full mm-hmm. spectrum of what's going to happen here. I would agree. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, so I think what it comes down to is with or without Giannis, like we said, Phoenix is just deeper. Um, you, you look at Milwaukee, those last couple of games without Giannis and, they had to depend a lot on Bobby Portis, and he showed up. I mean, give him yeah. credit where credit's due. He was great. Bobby uh, Digital. Bobby, he sure yeah. did. Crazy uh, eyes. Yeah, Reggie Miller crazy called eyes. him crazy eyes. As, as Reggie Miller likes to call him crazy eyes on national TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was awesome. Um, so, you know, and, like, you know, if they get Giannis back and they can use Bobby Portis off the bench, that's certainly great for them. It's certainly helpful because that's another body you can throw at your Aitons and your Crowders and like guys like that. Um, but I just think that the flexibility of what Phoenix can do, you know, Chris Paul's out, you can throw a campaign in. Devin Booker's yeah. out, you've got Torrey Craig. Um, it just is going to just pick a much bigger difference for them. And I think the one thing that really scares me the most about Milwaukee is not even their players on the floor. It's Budenholzer's ability to make adjustments when things aren't going their way. I feel yeah. like he always makes adjustments way too late. And against yeah. Monty Williams, who at times this year looked like he was playing chess and was playing checkers. Look, I understand they beat a hobble Lakers team, but he outcoached Frank Vogel so bad in that series. Yeah. And then he outcoached Ty Luce so bad. This is who we're finding out is a very good NBA coach. Yep. We're yep. finding out as a very good head coach. Um, just, you know, Monty has just had this ability to just kind of like, press the right buttons at the right time. And obviously having Chris Paul in that situation really helps a lot. Um, but I just kind of feel like there's going to be a situation where like, what's Bud going to do, you know, when it's the third quarter and there's six minutes to go and Phoenix is up 12, you yep. know, is, is he going to be comfortable like making a change? that's going to help his team. Is he going to kind of like wait and see what happens to the timeout? Like, what is he going to do in those situations? Cause so far, I mean, if you look at, he really hasn't done a great job making those adjustments. I mean, those games they lost to Atlanta, it's like, okay, if you do this, this, and this, like these are two or three things, like you, you're fine. You don't like, run into yep. a situation. You guys sweep them. Um, so I kind of just worry about that circumstance. Um, so two segments left. I want to do a fun one to end the show. Uh, let's go ahead here, though. Who wins? How many games? And who's finals MVP? Sean, we'll start with you. Ooh. Um, as of today, knowing what I know, <laughs> right. We're, on, we're just kind of going with what we know at the moment on, on July 5th. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, the Phoenix suns in in six games, um, Devin Booker MVP. Mm. I like it. Okay. From what we know now, July 5th, mm-hmm. we're going to PM. <laughs> <laughs> 9 48 p.m. Um, I, I'm also going to go Phoenix, but I'm going to go in seven. Okay. Um, I do think it'll go seven. Um, and, and I think, I do think that Booker will be the MVP as well. Um, but I do think it'll go seven. Um, I, like I said, I like the matchups with the Bucks. I like those matchups. I think they match up kind of evenly, but Tim, uh, to, uh, Tim's point, Phoenix is really deep or deeper than – they're deeper than the Bucs. So, I think it will go seven, but I do think Phoenix will pull it out. Yeah, even with a shortened bench, I just feel like Phoenix is better stacked for this. Yep. Um, yep. 
you know, because you always short your bench to get to the finals. I think I'm with you guys. I think the Suns win. I say six, uh, but I think Chris Paul's going to get the finals MVP. Okay. I, I think he is just going to leave it all on the line and he is going to ball out like it, you know, it's his, like we said, like we keep saying over and over again. Be, like, a, be a hell of an award for his legacy. Yeah. Man, you ain't lying about that. And there's this talk that he's going to opt out, which I think he probably will. I don't necessarily think he's not going to be back in Phoenix. I think he'll continue his career there. I just think he's got too good of a situation. Yeah. 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 But the only place that would be kind of cool would be if he went to the Knicks. That'd be kind of dope secrets, Paul, there. But other than that. No, 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 no. Not right now. Not right now. Not right now. now. Not right now. But I agree. Don't leave. Don't leave for that. So Suns and six, Chris Paul MVP is my pick. Okay. All right. So last segment, I haven't told you guys about this because I just thought of it and I think it'll be fun. So we're going to do a quick little fun draft. Five rounds, drafting our all-time NBA Finals team. So we have guys who have played in the Finals. You got five rounds, so you get five picks. Okay. Mm. All right. So I just got on draftpicklottery.com. I got the first pick. Oh, jeez. Ben got the second. Sean got the third, but we're going to snake it. So Sean okay. will get two picks, and then I'll get two picks on the end. Gotcha. All right, so all-time NBA Finals players starting five is what we're drafting. Gotcha. These have to be players that are, have been in the NBA Finals. Correct. Okay, go ahead. Yes. I am going to go number one. This is really difficult because, you know, obviously there's Jordan, LeBron. I want to take both those guys. Uh, but I'm taking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh, Love okay. It. Love it. I like that. Okay. Yeah. So Ben, you're I like two. that. Um, I'm taking Jordan. Okay. Sean, you got two picks. Okay. Uh, LeBron James, number one. Um, number two, I'm actually going to go with Magic Johnson. Oh, that was who I nice. wanted. Yeah. Nice. Um, my second pick, I'm going Shaq. Okay, so I got two. Mm-hmm. So I got Kareem. I'm going Durant. Mm. And then I'm going Curry. Nice. Nice. Very nice. Um, my third uh, mm, mm. uh, I am going to go Kobe. Oh, that's Ooh, a good one. I like it. I yeah. like it. Um, well, I guess I need a shooting guard, right? Yeah, you got two so picks. I got, here, I, got so. I got my got my small forward already. I got my point guard of the future, Magic Johnson. Um, I'm actually going to go with my power forward. I'm going to go Barkley. Okay. Oh man, go Barkley. That was my next pick. I was gonna, I'm gonna go Barkley. <laughs> I think he's gonna work well with Magic and and LeBron. Yeah. Um, and actually, this is gonna be kind of a little bit off left field, but I'm gonna go with someone current. I'm gonna go with Clay Thompson. Oh, oh I shooter. like that. Want a shooter? Yeah. I like that. It. I like that. Oh man. Um, I'm gonna go. Gosh dang. Man, I'm I'm trying to think. I, I know I need a power forward. Um, playing the finals, I'm gonna go Malone. Okay. I can't believe you guys left Larry Legend for me. Yeah, we left. Oh you. yeah, we left you, Larry. So at this point, I have Kareem, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry. So give me Larry Legend. Yeah. Oh wow. And then my last pick, Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade. Okay. Oh. Okay. That's nice. my five. I like it. So I have Shaq, Malone, Kobe, Jordan. I need a guard. I need a point guard. Um. Let's see here. I am going to go, and this is going to be crazy, but I'm going to go uh, another guard, Jerry West. Okay. Okay. Very Laker-heavy team, Ben. Yes, it is. Very Laker-heavy. Yeah. Lakers and Jordan. Lakers and Jordan. (laughs) And Barkley. No, that was Sean. No, Carl Carl Malone did play for the Lakers in the finals, so. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. I guess I I need a center, so I have I have LeBron at the three. I've he'll come back. The 
four, so I need my center. Um, I'm actually going to go with uh, just kind of trying to think of like who's been in the finals semi recently. And when I say that, like 35 years. Um, so uh, I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with someone really old. I'm going to go with the chief, Robert Parrish. <laughs> Just to nice. short, just to short up. I mean, you're not going to get through Robert Parrish and Charles Barkley, you know. So yeah. So Robert Parrish was part of the Bulls dynasty. He was of '97 for one, for of one 97. year. For one year. <laughs> Had to get him out of the ring, man. Solidify that Hall of Fame career. Yeah, exactly. Well, that was fun. I like doing those crazy. Fun segments. And then, like, think of the guys we left off, like Tim Duncan. Bill Russell. What, what were we thinking? Bill Russell. Tim Duncan on there. What What is wrong with us, Ben? Bill Russell. God. Oh, Hakeem Olajuwon. <laughs> I picked Robert Parrish. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that in my head, but I didn't want to say anything. I was like, I was like, well, I was like Dwight Howard. Uh, <laughs> Dwight's got a ring. Hakeem. Dwight's got a ring. Yeah. So weird. That That's has funny. A ring, honestly. Yeah. Um, all right, guys, well, that was our finals preview. Um, so, yes, if you are listening to this, you uh, hope you guys tune in and enjoy it. Um, changes are coming for us. So we're going to be announcing that pretty soon about what to look forward to for next season. Uh, to get you to let you guys know what is also coming up, we will be doing uh, our, our, you know, our draft preview, our draft coverage there. And then we'll be taking the summer off for a few weeks just to recharge after two seasons, you know, in a 10-month span, just to kind of get back and love and doing this again, obviously, like we do. So, Thank you all as always for tuning in. Oh, and also uh, next week, Space Jam, A New Legacy comes out. So be on the lookout for a Hoop Cinema where we're going to recap that movie. Bringing it back. Yeah. There it is. Hoop Hi. Cinema, the show that Sean's baby here on the network. That's his show. Um, so he got he runs and listen gonna... to the ones we've done in the past. Yeah, and it's we're bringing it back. This is uh, we're rising from the ashes after the disaster that was Celtic Pride over a year ago. So, um, <laughs> and this is all going to culminate. We're going to do Teen Wolf at some point, guys. I don't care what you say. We're going to talk Teen Wolf one day. So I remember like when we like put the thing out. We're like, what movies do you guys want us to do? And people like Arabud, and I was like, I am not watching Air actually <laughs> I, i'll be honest with you tim like i am down with you to watch Airbud, like get absolutely hammered and watch Airbud <laughs> and talk about it with you i think it, it's been literally since it came out since i saw it last so whenever you're down if you like listen so we've done if you want to like go through our library we did space jam one which is the first one we did uh in july of 2019 because it was my 30th birthday we recorded yeah, it yeah we've done he got game We've done blue chips and we've done Celtic pride. So those are the four we've done. So we're bringing four. these back. Yes. Yeah. With yes. Space Jam, a new legacy. So be on yeah. the lookout for that. We're really excited about it. Uh, like we said, you know, we're on everything, Apple, Stitcher, Google play, Spotify, subscribe to us. If you're on a uh, place where you can give us a five-star review, please do. Uh, we would greatly appreciate it. And also, uh, we're going to keep the lookout to see what it was all coming up. It's all big, big happens in 48 minutes. So thank you all again for a great time. Have a good night and we will talk soon.